Brand Slam, the Winning Brands Podcast, Episode 1, Nice Brands Finish First. Here are your hosts, Steve Rosa and Joe Kayata. All right, here it is, Brand Slam Podcast, Episode 1, Adventures Founder and CEO, Steve Rosa, alongside yours truly, Joe Kayata. And Steve, this is a day I think you've been waiting for for a while. Why do a podcast now? Because I wanted to spend time with you. <laughs> uh, Check. Jo- I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Thank you for uh, joining Adventures. We're excited to have you here. Always wanted to do something like this because I am a brand guy, but I'm also a sports guy. And, you know, my passion is entertainment and humor and fun things. And when you joined the team, it kind of hit me that this is a chance for, for uh, another way for Adventures to give back. Maybe I share some of the things I've learned uh, through the years and uh, have some fun doing it. So you have plenty of experience in marketing, branding, when it comes to everything, but but you went through a tough experience that kind of made you see life a little differently in the last three years. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, I was the first, uh, you know, Delta variant COVID patient at Rhode Island Hospital. Uh, they did a tremendous job to, um, you know, save my life, basically. I was in the ICU for six weeks. Um, that was the first time anyone up here had seen uh, the Delta variant. I was fully vaxxed. I had done everything right. My entire family had done everything right. So um, I kind of blindsided them and they put everything they had into uh, caring for me. Um, I was decimated from being in a coma for uh, several, several weeks and ended up at, um, you know, my, my taper drugs from the coma were fentanyl and oxy Eesh. and nobody wants to be on that stuff. Yeah. But um, I came out of it at Spalding Rehab in Boston, another group of amazing people that helped me uh, walk, talk and breathe, most importantly, breathe again. And uh, now I'm here. When I was at Spalding um, and the drugs wore off, <laughs> I, find, I realized that like I, I had a gift for, um, putting things in perspective for people and, and helping with the experience I had. I, I, I couldn't help but see myself as a, a, as a patient. I, I saw myself as having a brand experience with the hospital. And I was fortunate enough to be in two good, exceptional, incredible hospitals. But I, I saw the way, you know, how different things affected me. And I also saw my impact on fellow patients and caregivers who would line up at the door uh, to see why the hell I survived and, um, you know, maybe, you know, learn a thing or two. So I thought another way I can uh, give back for that blessing uh, was to to share some of that wisdom I've gained through the years. And I think when we were talking about your situation many times since I've joined the team, uh, one of the things is you said when you woke up, you saw your family first and then you looked around the room and you saw branding that you branded. Can you talk about that and how important that is to us and what we do. It made me feel good that, you know, um, our, our work really does touch lives. Our, you know, our, our clients may be doing, you know, helping people do God's work, but so were we. Because I'm looking around, I see these logos, I see these brands, I see this equipment. I'm like, oh my God, they learned about it through adventures. And it's like, it's, it's all about branding. It's all about the experience you're having. And that really, and that also inspired me to, to feel good about what we do and to help more people, you know, do it well. And I have to admit, uh, after a 22 year career in broadcasting, this is different for me. This is something totally out of my realm of anything that I've ever done. 
um, but NICE, N-I-C-E, capitalized. What does it mean and what does it mean for us here at Event? Oh, well, NICE is everything, right? Um, I think NICE brands finish first. I've always said that and I wanted, uh, when I started my business, if I was gonna be working day and night to deliver a new kind of experience uh, in for an advertising or brand agency, um, I wanted to be surrounded by nice people and have a nice time doing it. At nice turned into this acronym that we use here and a philosophy and a way of business. Um, nice, it doesn't necessarily mean nice. It also means, and it's also an acronym for nurturers with intelligence, character, and energy. That is nice, N-I-C-E. Why it's our secret formula is uh, everybody in our business, everybody in branding, everybody who's listening, right? Um, you have to be a nurturer you, to, to build things, to create things. You have to nurture a strategy into being. You have to nurture a brand into being. So everybody at Adventures has to be high on the nurturing scale. Um, the secret, the best part of the formula is intelligence, character, and energy. Um, if you have intelligence and energy, but no character, you just create drama. And we want the drama here to be in front of our cameras, never behind it. Um, if you have energy and character, we may love you and hug you forever, but if you're not smart enough to help our clients, you know, business, businesses grow, their brands thrive, I can't use you. So it's nice is nurturers with intelligence, character, and energy. And we rate every employee here, every client experience they have here on that nice scale. And why does nice work? Because I'll admit, coming from the TV world, you know, culture isn't the best in TV right now just because of the way TV is going. Coming here, I have to admit, when I first started, everybody came up to me like, oh, the culture here is, is incredible. You're going to love it. And I did. I've loved it. And they're like, you may think it may last a couple of weeks. But guess what? It doesn't go away. It's been three months now. And every time I see you, I get a big hug from you. The culture in here, in the clubhouse, the people. Why is that nice culture so important, especially when it comes to you serving your clients? When I started Adventures at age 25, three decades ago, now you know how old I am, damn. Um, <laughs> it, when I started Adventures three decades ago, it was the greed is good error in business. Um, it was all about flash. Uh, it wasn't about substance. It's about you know, it was about taking advantage of people at all costs to, to get ahead. And here I am in the, the advertising industry and I hated the way they treated employees, but even worse, it blew my mind how badly they treated their clients. And I'm like, there's gotta be a better way. How can you do great creative working in an ad agency if you're looking over your shoulder waiting to get stabbed in the back? Uh, how can you do, you know, how can you trust an agency partner that doesn't, you know, care about you and where you're going? So for me, it was all about um, nice. Uh, everybody called me uh, all the crazy when I told them my ideas that my agency was going to treat employees nice and, uh, you know, are we going to treat clients nice? And, you know, I, I was, you know, basically a pariah. I think Ink Magazine uh, trashed me for some of the, the crazy things I was trying, but um, we stuck to it. I found other nice people, those nurturers with intelligence, character, and energy to work with every day. And uh, we just, we've, we've remained that way for a long time. Culture and team building is everything. How much has this industry changed over time? What are the keys to it? And what have you find to, to keep that steady, to, to keep on rising? 
oh, there's nothing I've done in the three decades. Uh, now there's nothing I've, I've done the same way. It's been a constant, one constant in business, in our industry, in our business has been change and you can't, you got to embrace it. You can't fight it. If you don't, if you fight evolution, you become a dinosaur, right? So you got to go with it. And I think, um, you know, our success has been, you know, we focus on the, you know, the people first. If you surround yourself with the right who, you'll always figure out the what and how, and it makes change less scary when it's, uh, you know, when it's handled in a nice, nice way. How about virtual production? Like that's, that was something that wasn't in East Providence, Rhode Island, wasn't in Miami, wasn't anywhere other than LA. How did you come up with that? And what's the big change? Like all great ideas here bubbled up from the team. Um, generally at Adventures up, up to the point we launched that, we weren't always the first in the game. We weren't always the first in the pool. We wanted to make sure we knew how to swim first. We made, we, you know, we couldn't, we, you know, we couldn't keep our clients from drowning if we didn't know how to swim first. But the way technology is moving with our, you know, artificial intelligence and other things, this was an opportunity. We saw a huge opportunity for our clients, something that would be good for the planet, something that would be great for business. And um, we decided to jump in and lead. So we were the first on the East Coast uh, to build a virtual studio for clients and uh, definitely the first who, you know, have been bringing it into the retail space. When you make a decision like that, what goes into your decisions when they're that big? Uh, fear, anxiety, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the usual self-doubt, yeah. all those things creep in. But no, and, and again, like, it's really talking, trusting the team, you know, our video production team and our digital folks here. Um, I saw this as a way of, of, you know, taking two disciplines and bringing them together. And the two, you know, those two disciplines, um, you know, I had faith in them to deliver the promise of virtual production. So now we don't, we don't have to go um, anywhere. We can even create galaxies of, of possibilities, literally. And that was just very freeing for our clients. The first six months of the COVID uh, scare, our studio was dark and we had clients in healthcare, as we mentioned at the top of the cast, that you know needed to get their messages out, but we couldn't get them together. We couldn't get them in the studio. We weren't sure how to work in the studio safely. By investing in virtual, that, that was never gonna be a problem again. We are not going to let anything, even COVID, stop us from getting the messages that our clients need. You mentioned uh, clients, obviously we have huge clients, uh, CVS, FM Global, Baxter. When you work with that level, and especially during that time, what was that like navigating the way through a pandemic with healthcare companies? Oh, it was, the team really, really stepped up. I mean, it was incredible. We had to learn entirely new ways of working. Um, I wasn't at my best, or maybe the fentanyl and oxy made my creative even better. <laughs> But the team really pulled together. We figured out we didn't miss a beat. The only thing that was was dark was a studio, and that won't ever be dark again. Um, and within six months, we had found ways to to work virtually in every aspect of what we do. And we had to, right? When you, yeah. you know, when when we're in charge of getting the word out, uh, it went from selling product to educating people what this COVID was and to get the vaccines and. You know, a vaccine saved my life. They, there's something in my genes. Uh, I think I, there was a study in a recent study in Italy that, uh, you know, Neanderthal genes, COVID loves Neanderthal genes. So I'm just a Neanderthal, yeah. right? And uh, so I, I, you know, I, I, we had to, 
we had to stay in our caves, but we had to get the word out for people. So, and, and I do think CVS, I do think many of our clients, Baxter, others, they saved lives. And we saw it as part of our mission to, to make it easier for them to do that as, as best we could. Did you ever sit back at any point during it and being like, wow, we're, we're a part of history. Like this, this movement right now of like CVS and Baxter and like they were saving lives with the rollout and you guys had an integral part in the rollout and putting together of how people would get the signage in the stores, everything that went into the CVS rollout of the vaccines you guys were directly a part of. And it's, it's funny how, you know, it's hard to have perspective today, right? You have all this information coming at you. You know, the last thing you guys need listening is another podcast, right? But you know, you have all this information and how do you cut through? How do you stand out and get, you know, the, the right information to the right people? the right way, the fastest way, the safest way. And, you know, it's all about perspective. I, I recently learned about my dad's mom who passed away when he was just two years old. And my dad's been passed for a few years now. I learned that she died in a tuberculosis. And, you know, when it, the more research I've done about TB in that time, it was like what we were, you know, learning here with COVID uh, and the, the Spanish flu and all those things. And it's like, it's a blessing that we had the, you know, the companies out there, the brands out there, the dedicated health professionals and cleaning professionals and everything else that was, was there to, to, you know, to do the right thing and, and work fast and work harder. And, and we got through it together and I don't want to go back. As a marketer and a branding guy, what do you take away from the pandemic? What did you learn from the pandemic? How did things make us better, worse? Oh, I, th I think the divisiveness, the, you know, the polarization of society. And it's just like, I just missed the point. You know, I wish every place could be more like adventures or in the nice companies we work with where good people put aside their differences and find common ground uh, and, you know, don't vilify anyone for, you know, thinking different and being different and being argumentative for the sake of being argumentative. Um, for me, nice brands finish first because they stand out in this mean society where if you don't agree with me, you're an idiot and you're evil. And you know, that's not how we roll here. Nice brands will always trump nice. It doesn't feel like it because bad stands out, but nice brands always win. Let's give people a flavor of what to expect from this show. Everybody knows me from my sports world, covered six Super Bowls, three World Series, three NBA Finals, uh, three Stanley Cup Finals, one Olympics, one an Emmy in television. But now I'm here. You are a branding marketing genius. What can we do to help others with marketing, with branding, and to get them to the pinnacle of their success? Well, first of all, it's, it's, you know, I think any brand or marketing success starts and ends with knowing people, knowing the people you're, you know, you're serving, knowing the people who are, are coming to you and also knowing that, you know, you're getting branded regardless of, of any or efforts you take or don't take. So you might as well build a team that's going to provide a great brand experience because people are going to talk about you in this day and age and they're going to react and they're going to go viral with, with missteps that you make. So all you got to do is just have the best intentions, the best pur purpose. And I think we've learned a few tricks along the way that we can, you know, might make it easier on brand leaders and C-suites out there to, to deliver a good brand experience that's consistent over time. To stay independent for so long, how do you keep true to who you are? 
And how hard is it to keep true to who you are? Oh, oh, it is. You know, it's like, I think for me, it's surrounding myself with people like you that are accomplished. Maybe they didn't come from the agency world, but that doesn't matter to me. It doesn't, you know, the, their pedigree doesn't matter to me. It's, it's that those nice standards. And the, if I'm surrounded by the right, nice people, um, we can do anything together. And sometimes I prefer people who haven't worked in ad agencies because they don't have any bad habits. They come in and they embrace the culture right away. And we just figure it out. But going back to that thing, which I think is unique about here than, than probably any other uh, agency. And when I got out of television, it was, all right, I'm going to get out of TV if I can find the right job. And that was the most important thing. I'll get out because I didn't want to work the nights, the weekends, the holidays. I don't want to do that anymore. I did 22 years. I checked every bucket. I have two young kids and a wife. So my thing was it had to be a good fit. To be honest, this was the first thing that popped up. I saw it, I reached out to a friend who worked here and she said, hey, listen, if you're interested, like you're, you are what they want. They're all about culture. So even though I had no experience, you know, I, I have no experience in the marketing this side of the world, but she said to me, you know, it's about culture over talent a lot of times. That if you're the right fit and you can bring to the table. So that made me feel better. And then when I'm here, it is like you guys put people in positions to succeed. Like it may not like I'm not, you know, a marketing whiz, but I sit in meetings and, and, I, and I'm learning a lot in three months. So why do you do what you do? And obviously it works because a lot of people here are, start in a position and then move to a totally different position because that's where they strive. Well, I remember early on, we had our first, one of our first major Fortune 500 companies. It was kind of a, a backhanded compliment. Um, but he said, on paper, I wouldn't hire any of you guys. But together, there is magic that happens. And, and I think that's, again, that simple philosophy of nice people, you know, having the right who and, you know, uh, you always figure out the what. Love it. Guess what, Steve? What, Joe? That does it for episode one of the Brand Slam podcast. What do you think? I think it was great. Appreciate your time, man. I appreciate you, man. Hope you enjoyed our maiden voyage to the Brand Slam podcast. We'll have one podcast a month, and we'll have some great content coming your way, including some special guests. Right, Steve? Special guests. Very yeah, special guests. We can't reveal it now, but we got some good ones coming up. For more information, you can visit adventures.com. For Steve Rosa, I'm Joe Kayata. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Brand Slam is brought to you by the Adventures AdLove Charitable Giving Program. This episode's recipient is the Intensive Care Unit of Rhode Island Hospital. To add your contribution to ours, visit adventures.com. That's adventures with two Ds. Thanks for listening.